Greetings, adventurer. Care for a story? One of new memories of old haunts? And wait, who are you? What are you doing in my house? If so, pull up a chair and have a listen. Is that a good to me? Take one, me. Hi, and welcome to this episode of The RPG Show. My name's Brent, I'm your host, and with me today, I have Nick Masochism with my major Gantner. What's happening, brother? Well, you know, just uh, enjoying the pain. It makes me feel good. Makes you feel good. Makes me feel not so good. Uh, so today, we got a review for you, okay? We're going to review Kingdom Hearts re chain of memories which is essentially the ps2 remake of the gba game which is a direct sequel to kingdom hearts one and kind of provides some integral story moments between kingdom hearts one and two um a game that most people didn't play before they played two and led to a lot of confusion really so uh go figure but um before we get into anything I'm going to be upfront and honest on this one. Um, I didn't play all the way through this game. I gave it, you know, like I think grand total I had three and a half hours invested, maybe four. Um, but we'll get into why later, all right? So the main man, Nick, is going to carry a lot can, of this one. I can tell you why, because the game fucking is trash. <laughs> it's... It's, you um, need to take chain, rechain of memories and then colon put litter in its place colon. You know, so uh, what we typically do is we break it into a few categories. We have gameplay, story, music, visuals, replayability, overall experience, that kind of thing. We go score one to five, and we allow half scores because Nick fucked the system up way early on. Before we get into into any of that, it's it's basically there hasn't been a game for this show. Like I've played a lot of trash for this show. Okay. Let's be fair. Like, shout out to my boy Nick because he powered through this one like a like a motherfucking beast. Only because like he has some sort of uh, mental deficiency that doesn't allow him not to complete games one hundred percent once he started them. Like, it's there's no just like beat it and move on. It's like, no, nah, I need the fucking plat before I can even think about like what porno I'm watching this afternoon. Like, it's really fucking weird. He's got some kind of problem in his head that's for a whole other story but uh not since probably like arcanum 
have I been so just like, meh, I don't want to turn this game on, right? Uh, and it's it's been in the, the midst of like my Kingdom Hearts fervor getting ready for Kingdom Hearts 3. Now, let's we're going to put it out there, like if we're going to play the Kingdom Hearts games ready, getting ready for Kingdom Hearts 3, I might have recommended me and Nick play 1, 2, and like Birth by Sleep, and then possibly very possibly like dream drop distance but nick's like no if it's on the fucking ps4 we're playing it god damn it we're doing them all and i'm like fuck god damn it that well i'm doing them all brent's not <laughs> that's why i gotta play chain of memories and i did i couldn't do it guys i just couldn't do it i i there was something fundamentally like about like me and how I play games and how this game is structured and just everything about it was just so incredibly off-putting to me that I couldn't do it. I for the first time in this fucking show I said nope, not happening, no way. Well, it didn't finish uh 8-bit adventures, neither did I. Yeah, but we didn't intend on finishing 8-bit adventures. Fair enough. Like that was just kind of like something we wanted to kind of get in there. Like that wasn't like a that was a that was a let's let's try something indie and different instead of just talking about some bullshit for an episode. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This this was like an actual fucking mainline game review, and I was like, not fucking happening, bro. I knew after my first session with it, I'm like, this is gonna be a struggle. This is gonna be a struggle. And the second time I sat down with it, I said, not beating it. I'm not beating it. It's not gonna happen. I'd rather uh, go finish Octopath Traveler. And do a bonus review on that, and then get started on Kingdom Hearts 2. And that's what I did. So, uh, hey, raise the roof, right? Um, but Chain of Memories, if you're unfamiliar, uh, was first released on the GBA. Now, um, I don't remember why. I know I read somewhere kind of they're thinking about putting it on in like a different platform. I think the intent was to draw in other people that maybe if you didn't have a PS2. Um, you would play this Kingdom Hearts game on the Game Boy, and then it would encourage you to buy a PS2 and play Kingdom Hearts 1 and then 2, if I remember correctly. That could be completely off-base. I have no no backup for that. I just remember hearing that sort of tangentially somewhere. Um, but it was released on the GBA, which was weird, because if you were already a fan of the game, you might not have had a GBA to play Chain of Memories. Um... Again, most everything through 2 was released long before I ever played Kingdom Hearts for the first time. So, I mostly skipped it. Like, I played 1, I started 2, and I was kind of confused. And somebody was like, okay, you can you can play, there's this game on the GBA. So I got that, and I started playing that, and I was like, uh, no. No, I'm just going to, like, kind of figure out what's happening in 2. Which you can do, in air quotes. Um, it's not recommended. <laughs> it's it's sort of recommended to I recommend to everybody that if you're gonna play Kingdom Hearts two at least read a plot synopsis for uh, this game before you move into it. Um, but it uh, was okay. So <clears throat> it was developed by Jupiter together with Square Enix, who published the game. It was directed by Nomura and produced by Hashimoto. Um, uh, principal artists. Odachi and Hasegawa. These are sort of people across the project. Same people. Um, Yoko Shimomura is back on the music. Baller. I love just this great music altogether. 
Um, now in 2007, this is three years later, it finally gets ported to the PS2 as um, with essentially using Kingdom Hearts 1 assets uh, with some additional assets that I believe were mostly came from pre-production or leading up production on Kingdom Hearts 2. So they, I don't think they made uh, a ton or really any um, major assets for this game. They're sort of using pools um, from what they had available for 1 and 2. I think the exceptions are like the the models for like the main protagonists because I don't think they should, I mean antagonists because they don't show up in Kingdom Hearts 2 at all. I don't believe. Uh, so like, like everybody that dies. Yes. Uh, Larxene, uh Fuck. I remember any of their names because like they show up for a little bit and then you kill him off. Well, you'll see Larxene, I think, in Sora's, and then you see the Z guy. And yeah, but then there's there's pink haired uh, Marluxia. Marluxia, there you go. You wouldn't uh, know who he is, really, because you didn't play the game. Nope. Nope. I know the plot synopsis. I know that. Um, and I know how the game plays enough to yeah. hate it. So, uh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, um,. Again, this is the version that shows up on every subsequent re-release we've gotten of Kingdom Hearts. So, uh, the Kingdom Hearts on the PS3, and then now the PS4 in the um, the combined package deal. So, uh, yeah, that's that's basically it's it's already complicated. So this is this is the this is kingdom hearts right it's like uh what is this other game why does it exist and where does it sit on the like spectrum of uh like timeline in kingdom hearts world god it's almost like kingdom hearts is like hey we have this game where there's worlds within worlds and then other worlds tangentially connected to other worlds and then somebody's like hey Let's bring that to the real world and make a game connected to another game, tangentially connected to a th- another game, and they're all in different fucking systems. It mirrors Kingdom Hearts perfectly. Yeah, it's it's weird. Um, we'll get into plot exactly how they how they laid this game out, but um, so we'll move on to our first section of our review, and that's that's uh, gameplay. So uh, it is a action card combat system um, in which you build a deck. You have a max number of CP, which allows you know number of cards you have. Uh, each card has a number value, which if your number value is higher than your opponent's, you break them and interrupt their actions. Conversely, is true as if theirs is higher than yours, you can they will break your action. Um, there it's are act- it's same or higher. Same or higher. It really fucking matters, but... Okay, same or higher. Uh, And they... uh, What was I going to say? Zero cards, they sort of... They're kind of like trump cards on the whole deal. It doesn't matter how powerful your shit is. If you play a zero card, you'll break their thing. You also have tons of other uh, actions. You've got actions that... uh, you got item cards, you got summon cards, you got um, the... uh, what are they Slight. called? Slights, which are kind of like combos of different cards. 
Uh, and as you level up or progress in the game, you get more cards, you get more CP to build your deck bigger with bigger cards, more you use more slights or whatever. And then there's also the uh, where you get the premium version of your card, which makes its CP cost less, but it doesn't refresh when you run out of cards in battle. Um, and essentially, when you go through your stack of cards in battle, you can refresh them to um, get them all back, and that gets longer every time. Um, and there are certain cards that don't refresh in that process. Um, but you can use an item card to get those cards back. And there's also enemy cards that give you certain uh, bonuses, such as all non-reloadable cards are now reloadable, or uh, your cards cannot be broken by enemy cards. Uh, if you have, if you use a slight, it'll double up on the slight, so you you will use it twice, but you only have to use three cards for it initially. There's all kinds of shit. Yeah. Um... And before I'm gonna, I'm gonna let um, Nick take it away. Talking about some more, some more details as far as like, you, you you spend cards to unlock rooms in worlds, and those can change based on the card you use to unlock them, and or synthesize the room. I think it's what it's called. Um, but this, the gameplay here, was the crux of my whole problem. Um, I could be mentally retarded, which is possible. <laughs> But, uh, like, I just couldn't get into it, and not just into it in, like, the, I'm not enjoying this, but, like, I constantly felt like I had to have been doing something wrong. And that could be a fault of, like, the gameplay and how it's oriented. Like, even when I was being successful in combat, like, I still felt like things were either too cumbersome, um, or... Like I was, I, I just felt like I was doing it wrong because you have this the system that is a lot of things yet nothing, right? Like so, it's got these card. Like at this core, it's a card based battle system, but it's it's like active, but it's not active. Like you're moving around a three D space, like even in a two D space, like it's just like why am I doing all this when I'm just essentially playing war, like a really really like uh, rules loaded like version of playing war with cards like is my shit higher than yours then i win ha 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 um and it just ultimately like it wasn't fun uh it was i felt overly complex poorly explained so poorly explained and it was probably it was the driving factor to why i didn't i just couldn't i couldn't wrap my head around it and like when I brought up like the screen to like edit my like each screen each UI is just so riddled it's like they took the fucking the 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 terrible design of the gummy ship UI like creation UI from Kingdom Hearts 1 is just like let's fucking make every menu as weird and esoteric as fucking gummy ships okay like because it just I, I looked up open the screen I'm like I what is this what okay um all right awesome i i just didn't want anything to do with it like it was so such a turn off like yeah so nick if there's other some other facets of gameplay you'd like to cover here please please go ahead okay uh well since you're um, since you're left off on menus the menu's not that bad you go to the fucking card menu and you have on the left side you're available uh like your options, and then the center, uh, like if you want to add a card, 
it'll tell you you have a card zero through fucking nine, and you put it into your deck, or you press, I think it was R1 to remove cards, some shit. I don't know. It wasn't not as bad as you make it, you make it seem. It's bad. It's not, it's really not. Maybe you are retarded. I don't know. Uh, but pretty much the whole point of the game, if you're playing Astora, is to collect cards, um, add them to your own deck, and you essentially want to make sure that you've got them set up in such a way that when you're in combat, uh, you want to try to be... There's, I guess, two main uh, thought processes to it. You can either be overly aggressive or you can be reactionary. Uh, so if you're being overly aggressive, you're just going to spam all your cards as fast as you possibly can and hope you don't get card broken. Whereas if you're being reactionary, you can say, wait and see. Uh, let's say you're fighting Shadows. Shadows only ever have um, a card value of one. So anything one or higher, if you wait for them to attack, you will break their card, stun them, and then you can dish out a full combo. Now if you're surrounded by enemies, you break one, and another enemy has a chance to attack, they will they can get into the animation if they have a card same or higher than the one they're using and they will break your card and so on. So uh it sounds really complicated when you're actually playing the game and you're not fucking retarded. It's not that <laughs> it's not that bad. But whatever. It's definitely boring. Oh, I would say certainly. because you walk around and like you don't have freedom of action. They take away your freedom of action from you that you had in Kingdom One, Kingdom Hearts One, and they tie it to a resource system. And it's not good. It's not. It's not broken. It, like it functions, but it's not a good system. Well, apparently, it's easily broken. Like at, on your side, like you can easily just just make it even easier. With well, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like you can. Until when you get, it's it's one of those things where you have resources to manage, but once you hit a certain threshold, nothing matters anymore because you've passed a, any threshold requirement for any kind of fucking difficulty that you can have in the game. And what I mean by that is, when you level up, you um, you can choose either get HP, CP, or learn a slight if you're at the proper level where you've unlocked a slight to learn. And I can't remember which one you get first, but uh, there's like Sonic Blade, and mm, fuck, I can't remember what it's called. But essentially, uh, like you, you burn this light and you hop to the closest enemy or whatever one you have target locked. You hit him, press triangle, you hit him again. You press triangle, you hit him with a big fucking attack, and usually you kill everything. You're invulnerable the whole fucking time because your slight presumably is ten plus. And nothing can break that shit unless they have a zero. And most enemies don't have a zero unless you've done something with a map card to give them reduced card values. So I guess we'll go from combat, which is, in summary, build a card deck, fight dudes, break the cards to get your cards broken, and then winner fucking die, and you go on to the next one. Uh, map cards. So when you enter... Okay, the structure of this game is there are 13 floors to this fucking castle that you're in. Each floor is mod is themed after a game world except for Tarzan land from Kingdom Hearts 1. Um, every time you go into a room, the very first room that you go into is some generic shit where there's 
dudes, uh, creatures to fight, and anywhere from one to three exits to the room, or I guess four, because of when he came in. When you get to a door, you have map cards, which can be red in color, green, or blue. And each one is themed a different way. Red cards typically produce rooms that are full of uh, Heartless to Fight. Uh, green are more support in that they modify the... Uh, they positively modify your deck, usually, in the room, uh, or modify the way that you initiate combat, uh, such as your... Um, Melee uh, cards might be stronger, like they get plus two, I think, to their values, or your magic cards get stronger, or your item cards are stronger, or if you preemptively attack a Heartless by hitting him before you enter combat, um, you will either do a hell of a lot more damage, or you stun him for a longer amount of time. Anyway, uh, the last ones are kind of uh, your miscellaneous cards, like they're like save points and Moogle shops. And there's also like a fourth category, which is a random joker, which uh, they pretty much can be any card for purposes of making a room. So when you're making a room, each card has its own value, just like everything else. And rooms require a card of a certain value or higher, or typically you can use a zero card to make any fucking room you want and keep going. You'll also find that sometimes they have weird requirements, like you need... The first card has to be a, a series of red cards that sum a total of 20. So you have to keep pumping cards in to bring the value down to zero. Uh, then you have like red, or then you have blue, green, and then you have one of your. Uh, okay, by the way, like you're doing cards. nothing to prove that this, this game isn't ridiculous and like. Every well, I'm just trying to explain. <laughs> No, it's trying to explain to the best of my ability. It's okay. It's like, uh, fuck, okay. Um, every time you go into a new level, you pretty much uh, get this like key item card. It's like a key of memories or some shit. I don't know. I can't remember what the fuck they're called, but they're all... You get, like, you get one, you gotta make it to make one room. You get a second one in that room to make a second room, and then sometimes you get a third one to make a third room where you typically fight the boss. Of the fucking floor you're on. Uh, so to kind of summarize that, you get three different color cards. You go to a door. You use the cards to make a room. They that room will have whatever aspects of the card that you use to make the room in. And uh, yeah. Okay. That's the fucking making. That's making rooms. And that's then, making uh, rooms. It's, it's great, and I'm glad we now have, now know the uh, the intricacies of making rooms. Yeah, and that's really all there is to the cards. You use them for making a deck, and you use them for making a room. Now, if you're on uh, Riku's mode, he doesn't have to customize his deck at all, but he, and he gets re a reduced amount of map cards, uh, but he still has to make rooms to explore. Uh, yeah, and we talked about this. On another episode where it almost seems like uh, that the Riku's version of gameplay almost fe feels like it would have been better to use that for a tutorial where they give you a like <clears throat> a deck suited to whatever you're getting ready to do like start you off with a more robust deck setup well and like then, yeah and like then, his first deck yeah. is okay and then uh, like they kind of they challenge you a little bit later on because you I can't remember what it is but you get a really shitty fucking deck they get 
a couple th zeros, you get a couple ones and twos, and you can maybe get a couple sixes. So you can't make uh, you can't make any good fucking slights with it because it's a fucking shit deck. And so the strategy for that floor is just run through the rooms, don't fight anybody, get to the fucking boss, and get the fuck out. Go to the next floor. Um, and there's another weird fucking thing that happens in this game where you clear a f like you'll fight a boss, clear a floor, and then some they'll give you a save point and you can save, and then you go on, you exit, and bam, you hit with another boss, and it's it's generally a pattern of character has a memory of where the fuck they were in Kingdom Hearts 1. You make a floor based off of that memory. You get to the end, and then you fight either Replica Riku or a member of Organization 13 that's there. Kick their asses. Rinse and repeat. Uh, you know, um, you're not... <laughs> yeah, that's That's it. I mean... It's, I mean, I could talk for another fucking five hours about this fucking shit if you really want me to. No, I'd rather you not. Uh, I mean, uh, it is. It, there, are there aspects of gameplay that you do enjoy? Like, or what about this game that uh, that was fun to you? Anything? Uh, finishing it was pretty pretty nice. I like <laughs> the that. The best part was the credits when the credits ran. Um, no, I thought. It was a, I guess, a unique take on it. It was definitely better. I think I remember it being a lot better on the Game Boy Advance for some fucking reason. I, I haven't played it since it came out, and that's 14 years ago. Uh, but I remember buying this game on PS2 and playing maybe 30, 40 minutes of it, and I was like, fuck this. So, lucky me. It got released on PS4, and now we get to... Yeah, Take I mean, all right, so the Game Boy Advance version, it makes some things, um, like, kind of make more sense because the, I think everything becomes less cluttered in the fact that you are fighting in a sort of 2D kind of hallway type, um, fighting experience but it also makes certain things harder like uh, enemy positioning so certain enemies where you have to be behind them to attack them like is much harder in that 2d space because they they can uh often like in the case of the big guys can flip the direction they're facing with one frame so um there's no it's much easier to do in a 3d environment if you get what i'm saying but it's it's not I mean, oh yeah, but you just use magic cards, I guess, for that. I don't. Yeah, no, for sure. That you still use magic cards, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so there's that. Um, are there any? Uh... Well, I guess things I liked. Uh, okay. once you actually got past like the first couple hours, and you're getting decent cards, and you're getting slights, and things are, you, you kind of understand the system better. It's it gets. Essentially, stops. It's different enough. Uh, it's okay. So the difference in between Kingdom Hearts and one in this is you, instead of matching X in Kingdom Hearts one, you match triangle in this to spam fucking slights, and use that to be invulnerable. And then you fucking kill everybody and keep going on about your fucking business. Absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, you do get you get some. I mean, supposedly. You get some pretty bomb ass cards to make it make it pretty easy, but uh, there's 
know, I just I just couldn't get I couldn't do it, man. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Um, is there really anything else you'd like to add um, to the gameplay discussion here before we score it and move on? Not really. I guess. What was the, what was I, if there was one thing that that stood out to you more than anything else that was the thing that uh, you disliked the most about gameplay? What would that be? Getting your fucking cards broken. Yeah. And then because uh, there's there's some an, uh, enemies that have attack patterns that if you get hit you get stun locked, and if you're playing on proud mode can't take that very much damage so i died a couple times on the stupid fucking pirates because like i someone break my card somehow and then they do this like fucking slash their sword across the the front of themselves 20 fucking times and move forward so they hit you once and connect and you're kind of stuck there and then they push you into the corner and just kill you you can't really do anything about it yeah um there you go. So there are some pretty uh, some pretty tough boss battles in this one. So why don't we go ahead and score it? I'll let you score it first because um, we know that my score doesn't really count. So uh, I guess I give it a two. I'm giving it a one because that's what I do. Uh, I just didn't. I, did, I couldn't. I couldn't. It was un- a one for everything. It was uh, nigh unplayable, essentially. Like I think it was uh, pretty uh, pretty stupid. Um, so, next up, uh, we're going to move on to story, but first we have a musical break. What did you choose and why? If I could make sure that doesn't do anything stupid like that. Uh, I don't remember. I think it's Forgotten Challenge. Forgotten Challenge. Why did you choose Forgotten Challenge? Because it sounds fucking awesome. All right. So let's listen to Forgotten Challenge. We come back, we're going to talk about story. forgotten challenge now we talk plot which is uh just it's also going to be nick this time uh because uh i can beat this one so uh, so nick is gonna go i mean you want me to just fucking when the musical break's done just start going on the next fucking thing yeah no i should just let you record this episode all by yourself uh no i have opinions Uh, on on the on the plot here like i'm not without you did read a synopsis i guess I i did read a synopsis Okay. Uh, I think I have watched all the cutscenes before too. Like in my probably, effort to understand what the fuck was happening in the beginning of two. I mean, that's essentially the fucking game. Yeah. You, because the only plot is delivered in the fuck cutscenes, and the rest 
time you're fighting the fucking gameplay. Yeah, and you're uh, to get to get to the next fucking cutscene. And you're synthesizing rooms. That's basically what you're doing. Yes. So, uh, if you recall where we left off at Kingdom Hearts one, the boys closed uh, the, the crew, the fucking door, tower of the darkness, where the fuck it is. Uh, all the worlds got restored back to where they were initially. Um, Sora and Kyrie were like, we'll meet again, I promise, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, starting this game up, for some reason, Sora, Donald, and Goofy are walking down some fucking uh, Yellowbird Road thing. And they're like, oh, we'll just keep going, we'll get somewhere eventually. Pluto comes along and they chase his dumbass. Uh, and they end up. Uh, I think Organization 13 dude comes up. I don't remember who the fuck it is. Uh, and they're like, go that way. You'll, there's something you need there, some bullshit. Anyway, they end up at Castle of Oblivion. And they're like, oh, I think Riku and the king are here. They've got to fucking find them. So they start going up and up and up the fucking different floors. Essentially, what's happening is their memories are being changed by. Kyrie is nobody, who was created when Sora stabbed himself with fucking Riku's sword, and he turned into a fucking heartless, and all that shit. Kingdom Hearts one. But do we find out she's Kyrie's nobody in this game though? I don't fucking know. The answer honestly, is it's not. It's just nominee okay. right now. She's nominee. She's Whatever. just nominee. She's fucking nominee. Connection to fucking which of memories or some shit can. Race and change everybody's memories, that's connected to Sora, whatever. Uh, fuck, I lost where I was at. So they're going up the fucking stupid Castle of Oblivion, and Organization 13 dudes show up to taunt Sora because the ultimate goal here is there's two factions in Organization 13 there's Marluxia and Larkscene who want to take control of Sora. And he uses Keyblade powers to fucking do some shit. And then you got everybody else who's being represented by Axel. And then the two fucking dudes in the basement. I can't remember the fuck their names are now. Uh, oh, there's Vex in there too. Whatever. They're all mainly irrelevant because they all die except Axel. He's the only important character. But that doesn't make that... them irrelevant to the story of this game. Makes them irrelevant to the story of the... Of the overall fucking plot. Yeah. And well, this game is irrelevant to the overall fucking plot because you revit you you revisit all the fucking worlds you just went to in Kingdom Hearts mm -hmm. one, because but they're not really got, those worlds. They're more it's all, simulations. It's all like, yeah, and there's no fucking NPCs. Mm -hmm. No, nobody to talk to. Nothing to do. You just go through, and you relive events. And as you're going up, Sora, Donald, and Goofy's memories get progressively shittier. They forget all kinds of shit because mm -hmm. nominees fucking with them. Uh, yes. At one point, um, because like they basically tell nominee, it's like you either erase his memories or we destroy him, kind of thing. Which or I don't destroy know if, you thing or destroy you. Uh, so, um, in just the core, the the plot of Chain of Memories serves to be a build up to Kingdom Hearts 2. Whereas it is, in, I think its sole purpose was they wanted to introduce um, a few characters, a few concepts, uh, and then they had to build other stuff around it. So the, the, the key takeaway is this uh, 
as it kind of gets Sora from the end of Kingdom Hearts 1 to where he is um, in Twilight Town in Kingdom Hearts 2, where he's his memories have basically been erased, and um, Naminé agrees, like, if I can fix all this now that you've got rid of the people that were causing the trouble, I can fix all this, but you got to go in these, you know, essentially these sleep pods for a year for me to fix your memories. Um, There's also the fact that, like, part of his memory was taken by Roxas at the, during this whole fucking point in time somehow and when she fucked with his memories she couldn't like i guess i guess he had his memories together and roxas had some but everything was fine and then she fucked with him mm-hmm. and she couldn't reconnect everything to the chain of memories mm-hmm. because roxas had them and she needed some of them to be back in sora to finish the fucking job yes and that's where kingdom hearts 2 starts off where roxas's fucking memories got erased and he doesn't know what the fuck's happening anymore with about any, but that's fucking birth by sleep or that's 365 over two days and well i don't think roxas really had uh had memories to begin with because he's awakened as a nobody and all that again is 365 over two he days. made he made memories as a member of organization 13 working yes. with axel and uh Shion. yes and i think and then, i think he requests her to wipe his memories when he discovers who he is at the end of 365 we'll have to do a whole recap episode on 365 and um how it wh- where it stands plot wise um we're not going to play that game because it's not on the collection so um but uh that's oh, well, you can watch the cutscenes you can watch the cutscenes yeah um i did that don't recommend it but if you watch all the cutscenes before you load into uh uh, chain of memories. Chain of memories. You get special cards. So, yeah. Good for you. Need, need them for the plant or whatever. Uh, plant, yeah. Uh, but the, essentially, the plot here feels kind of empty because it, it it is serving a singular purpose of expanding on the world slightly and kind of is almost like an in- extended prologue to Kingdom Hearts Two. The more important stuff, while I guess. The, the Sora's memories being wiped and sort of the underlying connection um, to him and Roxas mm-hmm. is 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 important, but it um, feels not quite as important as um, Riku's story in Chain of Memories feels much more impactful because um, it's he doesn't lose of, his fucking memory. He doesn't lose his memory. It explains where he is in Kingdom Hearts 2, right? Um, and what he's been doing, because we don't get a lot of Riku um, for a long time in Kingdom Hearts 1, and I mean Kingdom Hearts 2, and like Riku, like, it, I don't know, like, the it's new story, right? Like, while essentially the metatextual version of what's happening to uh, Sora through. Uh, chain of memories is is new story but it's not as new as Riku's because Riku's it's all fresh stuff like it's not let me go visit Aladdin again let me go visit X Y and Z again it's much more interesting now it goes back to where we we said it should have been a game about Riku and then the second gameplay should have been Sora as extra content like because he's the only one the story actually matters because he retains his memory 
other as opposed to Sora who plays through the fucking thing. You has all these things, mm-hmm. and then it fucking goes away. Mm-hmm. Like it's as if nothing happens to him. He just wakes up in a fucking egg, and everybody's like, "Oh, we slept for fucking a year." Oh. And I will tell you this, as far as um the actual uh, like character, something felt like watching the cutscenes. Uh, Sora's uh, personality or his uh, his character just seems way different in this game. Like he's more of a he's more of an aggressive little shit in this game than he is in any of the other games. Uh, at least Sora's characterization here felt way off. Was that just me, or was, did you notice any of that? I feel like that's because his memory is being fucked with. Yeah, that's so, I guess that's like, true. There, there's probably something going on with his brain where, like, his subconscious is like, there's something not right here, and that's str- like it's adding stress to him. Okay. And, and not to mention, everybody, he's, he's in an unknown place. He's revisiting uh, memories from the past, and he keeps, at the end of every fucking level, he keeps getting some asshole coming up to him and be like, ooh. Yeah, well, talking some shit. You ain't you you ain't shit. Your friends ain't shit. There's nothing for you here. Keep coming up the fucking Castle Oblivion if you want to know more shit. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck's happening here. Just tell me what the fuck's going on. And then they're like, Oh, I'm going into the darkness. Bye. Come up the stairs. And it's like, I'd be fucking pissed off too. Like I don't. Obviously, the king and fucking Riku ain't here. So what the fuck ever. And then there's a whole Riku. Not being real Riku thing, it doesn't remember shit because nobody remembers shit and everybody's nobody Donald and Goofy are like try to calm down, Sora. You're not and he's like, You're not the ones whose memory's being fucked with right now, assholes. Fuck off. Yeah. I don't know. And uh, I guess he's got the whole like forgetting his most important people thing probably will fuck you up too. Like Donald and Goofy never really forgot about anybody that Whereas Sora literally forgot about Kyrie, almost yeah, forgot about Riku know. and shit. And like, I guess, like, I understand where, uh, like, we're going on, and it, like, it's uh, characters are drawn into plot because of plot. But I just don't know if I would follow a strange figure into a place called Castle Oblivion. You know, that just seems like a bad plan. Yeah, like it's in the title. Like, don't go there. Um. So. Uh, story, you want to go ahead and, uh, is there, I guess we pretty much talked plot to death here. Uh, what, what are you going to rate it? I'll give it a two and a half because Sora's sucked, but Riku's was actually decent. Yeah, I'm with you on the two and a half. Um, the revisiting is kind of bullshit. Um, and, but yeah, Riku's stuff is important. And... It's definitely a, a tie-in to what you were saying earlier. People who only have a Game Boy Advance to go and buy PS2 and buy Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 because they essentially rehash the plot a little bit, mm-hmm. but they add the fucking bullshit that they have added to it. Yeah. Uh, this is this is when the Kingdom Hearts mythos starts to get real kind of crazy and, and, and stupid. So um, next up, we're going to take a second musical break. When we come back, we're talking visuals and music. Uh, so next choice is mine. I didn't put the title. I just got the link. Let's see what it was called. I think it's this is either. I think this is um. Okay, so this is uh. It's called Scythe of Petals, but it is uh. Pink hair dudes. 
Or Lucia's fight. Yes, there you go. So, side the pedals, here we go. That is Scythe of Petals. Um, first up, we're actually going to do music because listening to that uh, just reminds me of a point that I wanted to make about um, the OST in this game. And it's got a lot more uh, dark and menacing themes than either Kingdom Hearts 1 or 2 have. Um, and I kind of enjoy that because of the overarching kind of like theme of the narrative, this losing of your memories kind of thing. Is kind of terrifying if you think about it so um and the the whole atmosphere of capital oblivion and everything that's happening to sora within is rather menacing if you think about it like a, a a building that as you progress through like your memories are rebuilt in front of you and stole away from you at the same time is is um kind of dark and they do pretty well uh with some of the non-Disney themes here being that sort of um, imposing aggressive nature. If you would agree. I do agree. Uh, there are a lot of um, songs in this game that I think were actually... I don't know if they were stolen from Kingdom Hearts 2 or if they were put in this one first and then they used them again in Kingdom Hearts 2, but uh, there's a lot of tracks. Or not a lot, there's like two or three, I think. Especially the Organization 13 ones, mm -hmm. I guess, mainly. Uh, they are the best tracks in either game, I think. Yeah, I mean, well, they have, like, they have a recurring sort of um, arrangement to all the Organization uh, tracks, as well as they, they're all sort of thematically that, that, um, that menacing sort of thing. But yeah, no, uh, it, it does carry forward into two, but there is a lot of uh, and we'll talk about that. I won't. I won't talk about two OST here too much. It's hard not to because I'm in the. I'm in the middle of it. I'm almost done with it. So, uh, but yeah, as far as that goes, uh, there's a lot of reused tracks. Uh, as far as like, because uh, I choose one later, like the battle theme, and of course your world themes, all that kind of stuff is just assets brought over. But I would like to point out that there's uh, a lot more uh, variety as far as. Uh, a lot of the stuff in here sounded uh, way more unique than they did in Kingdom Hearts 1, where like they, it sounded like it would have come from that world, but it had its own take on it this time, as opposed to being just a, a rip-off of a Disney song, like a rearrangement. 
Okay. I don't know uh, if the world sounded too differently. Well, I guess I guess they didn't have the same licensing for some of them. Like I know um, this is Halloween is still in there. Um, I think the uh, the Aladdin one is different because I listened to all of them. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a few of them that are different. Like the uh, Peter Pan stuff is way different. Like the piratey stuff is way different from Kingdom Hearts one. Um, but there's a few few of the Disney worlds where they didn't use that, like the iconic theme from that Disney music movie yeah. in that world, um, which is fine. Uh, I don't think it's a problem. I actually think it's it, better. But yeah, as I say, it's an improvement for me. I think there are a few worlds because um, I guess I wanted to ask this in the Kingdom Hearts one review and I ask you this here. Um, out of all of the Disney worlds that we visited in Kingdom Hearts one and then here. Which worlds do you think transitioned best to the style of Kingdom Hearts? You mean from uh, like a in, in terms of visual medium or just in general, like, like felt, spirit, like just just in general, like probably looked best in the transition, felt best in like being a a video game world, like something in which you're interacting with, and like the weird abridged stories they tried to give you for each of the worlds like which which ones just worked best uh this is a hard question because i haven't watched m- most okay of those properties maybe since they came out of the fucking disney vaults whenever i was a kid i don't okay no i'd probably say i liked uh agrabah's the most okay um like I don't really care for Halloween Town as much as it's okay. Uh, yeah, I mean I don't know. Agrabah has been the best one they've done, so, but I don't really no. I have like I think I saw that movie when I was like four or five, or some shit, and then I saw Return of Jafar whenever it came out, and okay. I haven't watched it since. That's fine. Um, I will talk about it though. I think that. Um... As far as like Kingdom Hearts One goes, I think Alice in Wonderland was a really good transition to the like the weird um, proportionate like design. Like you think of like um, Traverse Town and how the buildings are designed, and then you go to Alice in Wonderland and how the hedges sit and how the tea party scene is all laid out in this three D environment looks great. The idea of how the world is laid out and just the weird nature of Alice in Wonderland sort of lends itself to this sort of thing. Whereas I think something like uh, Agrabah and Aladdin didn't work in the first game because of the abridged story is so far off from the actual movie and the characterizations are, are just, it just felt weird. Now, um, as far as like being a a representation of that movie in the Kingdom Hearts world. Not to say that that level's bad, because I actually like the Cave of Wonders and the whole thing out front and the way the Cave of Wonders looks out front is way cool. Um, but uh, And then I also think some place like Halloween Town works really well because of the story in the movie is very sort of esoteric and weird, and you're presented with a... Like, it's already 3D, so they, they kind of make that transition in that world and put Sora and Donald and, and Goofy into costumes that look really well and feel very, uh, really nice. Um, I think that, uh, like, 
I think Olympus kind of falls flat because it is just your your typical uh, like combat arena that you find in every every uh, RPG ever. And if you watch the Hercules movie, like that's not that at all. Even though we do get Hades and um, shit, what's his name? The dude that voices Hades. They got the voice actor for Hades? Mm-hmm. How the fuck? <laughs> uh, uh, let's Google it. Because it's the actual dude that... Uh, is it James Woods? James Woods. James Woods, yeah. So they actually got James Woods. Uh, they didn't get all the voice actors from the various games, obviously, but they did get a few. Um, now, I would like to take this moment where we're hearing music... Um, to talk about voice acting. Voice acting in this game is bad, but that's mostly because they didn't try to uh, lip-sync to the English uh, version, so they left the Japanese lip movements and then paste the line delivery to fit the Japanese lip movements in this one, as opposed to like 1 and 2 where they actually redid the lips to fit the syncing. So you end up with a lot of really weird stuff going on that way. But I would like to just point out, like I never realized until I went and looked, like some of the there's some really like like I didn't know that Sora was Haley Joe Osmond I didn't know that I see dead people was Sora like that was news to me um which is pretty cool uh, dude everybody and their mom knew that I didn't know that hearts came one out I didn't know, well, I didn't I didn't get into Kingdom Hearts until like after two was out but um you got some pretty like cool... he had like he had like a growth spurt that's why his voice changed yeah yeah that's true. Um, so there's there's some pretty pretty bomb uh, voice talent on the the credits for the voice acting, but the ones in here, not good. Let's let's not try and flavor that because of the 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 cast they have, uh, it's just it's it's not good here. And with the exception of the the chick, she was kind of cool. Um, she was having she's just going crazy. Like I don't know what her deal was, but like I think. Whoever voice acted uh, her in real, whoever the voice actress is, uh, must have some really weird fetishes in real life because. Or Lexine? Yes. Wanted. Yes, because she was crazy. Like she sounded crazy. So kudos on you for that lady. Um, music. You want to score it? You got anything to say? Uh. No, the soundtrack's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, so I'm giving it a five. I will give it a five as well. Sure. I think the the soundtrack's pretty 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 rad. Um, let's talk about visuals for a minute. I will take this moment to point out that the sprite work in the GBA version of this game is is pretty on point. Like it's pretty amazing stuff. Like if you look at some of the uh, like the dialogue scenes, not not the compressed video that they tried to film in the GBA, which is also good on you for trying to put like actual FMV compressed like fucking videos on a Game Boy Advance. But, uh, like, just the standing around talking scenes looked amazing. Monster sprites look amazing. But, again, we didn't play that play in 2D. Um, so the visuals, it's all it's all reused stuff. So, I mean... Except, it, like you said, the shit for, like, uh, Twilight... Not Twilight... Twilight Town? Yes, uh, Twilight Town, which is essentially... And Castle Oblivion. Um, stuff from uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. So, um, 
Yeah, that's, I mean, do you rate it on, like, what we're presented with? Because what's there, like, isn't bad. Like, it's good, but that's because it's reusing something else that's good? Or you, do you, I mean, I mean, where do you, how do you feel? I'm that? giving it, I'm giving it a lower score because unlike the Game Boy, I mean, I don't know, unlike the Game Boy Advance version, where everything essentially crafted for that game. Yeah. Somebody somewhere was like, hey, you know what would be a good idea? Uh, let's re let's do a port of that Game Boy Advance game on the PS2, and uh, we can save lots of money because we already have all the assets. Bam! Boom! Booyah! Savage! And so it's missing. It's missing, I guess, the heart that the Game Boy Advance version looks like it has. Like somebody, somebody who did the artwork. Yeah, because the, the you could asses off on it. Yeah, you could say it has a handcrafted quality on the GBA. Where here, it's yeah. just it's just reproduced. Like it's schlocky almost because yeah. it's it's just it's reused assets no okay and like it's it's disappointing because it looks good in kingdom hearts one and then you have this and you're like uh it's just more of the same and then you have kingdom hearts two which is vastly improved and it's like uh so this is a cash grab that's all it was i don't see so. I, I i find it hard to say like it's a cash grab because You've put I, the same game out four fucking times. You reach for something out of somebody's wallet, man. Yeah, well, I think that's more like, uh, again, all right, so I can see the argument for cash grab, but I also like the the length of time between, like, mainline Kingdom Hearts games. Like, it also feels like this artificial, uh, like, uh, like, hype-building tool, right, is to keep re-releasing them on new consoles with with whatever and packaging and the thing like i don't know if i'd say it's cash grabby as just like a clusterfuck like whoever's leading that team just kind of does whatever like i don't know like because it's not i don't it doesn't feel like as intentionally cash grabby as say three years of dlc for a single player rpg after it's released you know what i'm saying like doesn't feel as cash grabby as that so, it doesn't feel cash grabby like microtransactions. Like it just feels like. It sounds they, like you're defending something that's not really worth your time to be defending, man. Because this game is fucking garbage. Oh, I don't think it's good. I just don't think it's cash grabby. Like I just think it's it's like a misstep. Uh, the the nature of the game is a misstep. And I think it's just because, like, I think they've got people in charge of Kingdom Hearts that they, like, I don't think Square sees it as a, like, they're one of their super big series. And I think they just let the Kingdom Hearts team do the Kingdom Hearts team. Like, I don't think there's a lot of, like, corporate oversight or anything like that. Or maybe if there is corporate oversight, I, I don't know. Like, it just feels like they just do whatever the fuck they want. Like it feels just more like chaos than it does like like let's milk this baby because if they really wanted to milk this baby, I feel like we would have like a bunch of DLCs for certain well, games. And I was like, just thinking about it, and I think it is actually probably Disney. You need to do something with these licenses you got, or you're gonna lose them. That seems there. You go. That's an awesome. Uh, I mean, that seems like a very reasonable explanation. Like, you gotta continually produce stuff. So, that, I mean, that makes sense. I wouldn't, I just, like, 
I've seen cash grab thrown in it a couple times, and like I, it doesn't. While uh, the remake of it, it like kind of feels like kind of patched together because they they just wanted to put another playable game on the disc, kind of thing. But again, they did it for the PS2, so who knows? But I, it just doesn't feel cash. Like I just don't know if I, I don't know. Cash grab becomes with a certain connotation behind it, and it just this just feels like chaos. Um. So. And that's whatever you gotta tell yourself to sleep at night, man. I'm not. Look, I hate this fucking game. I think it's bullshit. I just don't think it it deserves to be called like. I think cash grab is like implies a level of malice that I don't necessarily believe occurred here. All right. It implies intentional malice. Like you ever go look at like uh like children's games. On like uh like uh like tablets, that is that is cash grab. That is malicious, is what that is. It's predatory. Like this isn't this isn't that. Um so Okay. Visuals, what are you scoring it, Nick? A two, because they look alright, but that's 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 all you get from me. Because I've seen it, it before. I give it a I give it a I give it a three. Cause like what's there isn't bad, but it's reused, so it's not like I'm gonna score it as high as I did Kingdom Hearts one. So, um, let's take our third musical break, which is yours, Nick. What did you choose and why? Yeah, I don't know what the hell the title is. Let me look it up for a second. Uh, it's called uh, Lord. Lord of the Castle, and it's the final boss music where you fight Marluxia Phase Three. I want to say when he's got his big fucking dusk thing out, or whatever the hell, whatever the hell it was. Sure. All right. Let's listen to Lord of the Castle. When we come back, we will talk about uh, replayability and overall experience. like that one a lot uh lord of the castle there you went so um next up we're talking about overall experience and for me like i say every time this is an expectations versus reality thing when i think going into it how they feel coming out of it uh i did not have high hopes going in like i said i would have outright skipped it um i did look forward to attempting to complete it as far as being able to complete all the kingdom hearts games and say i did it or whatever this is just not going to be one of them uh and it is almost worse than i remember i remember being able to do more 
and I got further when I had the GBA version. Um, and I don't know if that is a result of my age uh, or a result of like how much free time I have anymore or is it a result of the actual like game um, the game's port or what have you so uh, I would recommend nobody play this game and uh, unfortunately I think the plot's pretty relevant so it's one of those where it's like read a synopsis don't even don't even boot it on the disc don't put it into the the Game Boy don't waste your time it's not good um, so for me overall experience is going to be a 1 Nick uh, your overall experience well uh from what I remembered from playing it on the PS2, I knew the game was fucking garbage. And uh, so I'm proud of myself a little bit for, I guess, getting through it. My opinion, having have finished the game, has not changed. It's still fucking garbage. I think the Game Boy Advance version is vastly superior. But that, again, might just be my nostalgia or memory kicking in. Like, a memory of... Mem- Maybe I'm remembering it better than I, or more enjoy, as more enjoyable than it was. I just remember I beat it, mm-hmm. and I had fun, and I didn't have any problems on the Game Boy Advance. Um, but yeah, this one, probably the worst game to play all year. Who? Is it worse than uh, 8-Bit Anthology or uh, 8-Bit Adventures? Because like, at least, at least... I feel like maybe we're too hard on that guy because no, like I would say this is definitely worse than that because they've been adventure like that's like maybe three people tops. This is a yeah. fucking production like this is these are people with jobs in an office building like with a whole fucking group of them. You give me this shit the fuck yeah. like no sir. Like I'll give that dude credit like this no. At least that dude got something done. You know, yeah. like three people. Fuck this. I was thinking to myself, like in the the car the other day, like I would need an actual like from for season four. Like I need to actually go look to tell you what games we played for season four because I have no fucking clue at this point. I have like such little recollection of half the shit we've played for this season. It's stupid. That's probably because we are stop following the list and we're just doing random shit. Not even just stop follow. Not because we just stop we did Valkyrie profile. Yeah, and we did that eight bit adventures. Yeah, we did Soikin three. Kingdom Hearts one. Soikin three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was a game we played at the beginning? New game. No fucking clue. Did we play a new game for this? Did we not play a new game this year? No fucking clue. I couldn't tell you. Uh, I know we did Sema. We did Sema right. We did a Fire Emblem game, I think. Yeah, we did Sema. No. We didn't do Fire Oh, we did Fire Emblem. Uh, yeah, we did Fire Emblem. Seven. Jeez. Your favorite Fire Emblem game. Yeah. All about it. Jesus. Like, I'm just saying, like, we, uh, we've we played some good games, but we've also played some what-the-fuck-are-we-doing games. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, uh, that's been <laughs> and, a thing. In an effort to curb that, we, uh, we threw the list shit. out the window. 
and uh, we ended up back in the shit. Well, we can't go and not play. We played fucking Willow. Forgot that. Totally blanked that out. Oh yeah. Uh. So it's it was Sema Willow, to the moon, Sukiden three, uh, Valkyrie profile, eight bit adventures, Fire Emblem. Uh, now Kingdom Hearts and Chain of Memories. It feels like it's been more games than that, but I guess we've just taken longer for games this time. I don't know. But that seems like a lot of games still. I don't fucking yeah. know. I don't fucking know what we're doing. We're just, we're feet of our pants in this shit. So your overall yeah. experience, uh, wrap it up, give me a score. Probably, uh, one and a half. Yeah, like, yeah, man. Yeah, the I, half a point is for Yoko Shimamura and her unfortunately having to have her name tied to this fucking trash fire. Yeah. Like, that poor woman. It's got to be like working her fucking soul out to make this awesome-ass music, and then it gets put in this shit like this. I wonder if she played this and was like, fuck. Maybe <laughs> maybe well, I'm reconsidering my contract. God after damn. The, after the whole, like, recent FF15 uh, debacle from a few days ago, like... I wonder if anybody at Square plays half their games for more than 10 minutes. Like, I just don't fucking know what those guys are doing over there. It just, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. It blows my mind. You're talking about where, like, they had planned four DLCs, and now somebody's like, uh, somebody, like, the director left the company or some shit, and then they dropped three of the DLCs are still working on one or something. Yeah, they're only releasing one because it's almost done. They're dropping the other three. Like, they're, they've discontinued support for the PC version. Like, they're still going to bring the standalone multiplayer, but that's probably because that's mostly done. Then they went on to announce, like, a 14-15 tie-over. This is all in their two-year anniversary event for a release date of a single-player game to talk about canceling DLCs because they... They recorded $33 million in losses for last quarter because they're trying to develop these DLCs for a single-player game that was released two years ago. That's cash-grabby. That's bullshit. Like, we want to Almost like fucking bad games like that. No, fuck that. It's like, who would have thought Games as a Service was a bad idea? Hmm... Yeah, well, it's like, so the biggest thing I've, I've heard come out of this is like, uh, and I, I agree with totally, it's like Telltale, Telltale just went down, like, now these these AAA studios are having these problems with these, like, story DLCs, like, we don't want episodic video games, like, nobody fucking wants episodic video games, like, nobody even really watches episodic television anymore, you fucking binge it all in a goddamn day, like, Mm -hmm. why do we, why would we want our video games that way, like, I, I hope, I hope this is a shift, like, this is, this is going to prove to AAA developers, like, to stop the story DLC garbage, like, DLC and my, like, transactions in addition to a base game will continue to be a thing, Okay, like I don't doubt that. Like, but give it like that should be like for multiplayer max maps. It can be for like additional story content. Like, like, like oh, it's a bonus dungeon with some weird side character thing. Like, like it or it can be like cosmetic. Well, the problem is like it can be the these problem things. is they're taking story and they're removing it from the experience and, 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 and it, it yes. as a side. That's Whereas, the shit that's got to stop. 
The Witcher 3 has phenomenal fucking DLC, and that's because they had a game, and it was done. And they're like, hey, we have this idea for this kind of side story thing that has... It doesn't remove anything from the main game's plot at all. It's just a side adventure thing for Geralt to go and do. And you go and play it, and it is... It's fucking wonderful. Yeah, like that's, but and, that is a perk of designing a Western game, right? Because they yeah. could they could create this world and tell the story in it, and then they could they they could add these subsequent little chunks to an existing world that have separate side stories, right? Like that is like inherent to almost like the Western game design philosophy, right? But it seems like Japanese role playing game developers can't seem to wrap their head around that as a fucking concept because to them i don't i keep saying them but it's it's it seems like the the mentality for jrpgs is like if they're going to add story it has to be integral like they don't get the having just bonus like side story stuff you know what i'm saying because think about like your traditional like jrpg like plot like everything has to like tie together in a bow, right? Like Western RPGs, they don't have to. Like you could, like it, it makes perfectly sense, perfectly good sense in a Western RPG for you to discover some corner in a game where there's like some lich or necromancer with some zombies who is some forgotten king from forty thousand years ago, but it's completely irrelevant to the main plot of the game. You understand what I'm saying? Like in a Japanese yeah. role playing game, like that that long lost king from 500 years ago has to be like the great great grandfather of this other character over here. And in order to get this character as a recruitable character, you have to be like, see, they they have to fucking tie it together. Like so, when they they try and create this story DLC, it becomes like, I I just don't think they understand how it's working. Like, yeah. I, I just don't think they understand how it's working. That I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Like I feel like I've, I've gone down a, a path with that. But um, well, you say they like they they them a lot. What are the games besides fifteen uh, coming out of Japan? The JRPGs have this kind of story content DLC. I don't know because I don't get to play a lot of modern JRPGs. But I I can't. I feel like. FF15 well, I was saying, can't you're slinging a lot only... of shit at everybody in Japan for the actions of uh, one company. But I feel like they can't be the only one. Like, well, uh, that's possible, like, man. I Just guess saying. they could be. I guess they fucking could be. But it... Just like not every Western dev is like the dude CD, CD Project Red or whatever doing phenomenal storyline DLC. There's plenty. Yeah, there's probably plenty of every DLC AAA, that's fucking trash. But like, you think AAA like Western RPG like that's that's it's not as good. Sure, I'm not saying it's got to be the same level, but it's the same formula, like it's the same generalized concept of open world and how the story is is in it, but it's not it. Like the world isn't the story. Like the story's in. The, all right, I, I'm, I'm yes. gonna I'm gonna. We've we've gone down this hole. This is we could make a whole episode on this shit. All right, replayability. I don't play it the first time. Don't play it the second time. One, where are you going? Replayability. I'll give it a one, a, one as well. Like, uh, yeah, God, I, I mean, the, the other thing different you can do is I hope you get better fucking cards next playthrough and make a different deck or something. But you can do that all in the first fucking playthrough and 
you're just making rooms in a fucking field and going through it, so it's not worth doing. I'm so twice. fucking. I'm so fucking done talking about chain of memories at this point. Uh, music break four. Uh, it's mine. It is hand in hand. It's pretty much from Kingdom Hearts one, but I liked it, so we're gonna play it. Troll, did you banish Escobar? Is that who you banished? I didn't do anybody. I thought you did because he was gone. No, I, then, did. I, just, uh, I wasn't playing his game. So, well, the in the chat, the yo, you're you're a moron. Yeah, join the Discord, but I don't see him on the fucking member list anymore. So I figured you banned him. No, I didn't ban him. Um, maybe somebody did because maybe he just fucking left the server. I don't know. Yeah, nobody was talking to him, and he just fucking said fuck it. Did he say anything in there? Yeah, he said, do you guys talk in here? Wowie. And then that was it. And then, oh, Herakon and C-Tan did their fucking emoticon shits. I guess he's like, okay. Oh. <laughs> this, is, this is too weird for me. I'm out or something. I don't know. All right, well, uh, say so he listens to the show. He loves us, so I hope you come back around. There's lots of talking in there, just not constant. Um, so. Well, on that, it's not in the... In the Twitch chat, he was saying he was talking some shit too. I think I don't know. I wasn't talking shit. Like he was actually having a decent conversation. Uh, was he? Somebody no, it was, was. It was the it was the Escobar fella that was talking some weird shit about wanting to eat uh, your yeah. ass and stuff. I don't know what his deal was. I, mean, I, I know I'm attractive, but I don't swing that way. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, Brent's already fucking me in the ass. That's uh, apparently on other days or something yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yesterday I put my uh, screw my ball sack in Uranus, according to. Exactly. Him. So uh, we got some we got some Discord but, questions. You wanna you uh, wanna... before we get there? Do, do have we done have you done that review we got on the fuck for the show? It's been like a month and a half, two months now. Oh, I guess I can pull that up next... while you read the the um, first. Uh... I've been waiting to see how bad it is. We haven't heard it, and I feel bad for the person if they're still listening to the show because we haven't talked about the review. Uh, I actually think it's like somebody in the um, discords. Okay. No train tonight, but we get dogs. Yeah, no, we get dogs because Brittany's finally home. I don't know why she's home almost two hours before, after she was supposed to get off. I'll figure that out later. All right. Well, ready for the Discord questions? Go for it. First one comes from, uh, I guess, the my biggest fan, Riffmaster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How uh, he stole this question from Skip, and it is uh, how easy was the game to master? 
So, Alex, we're going to answer this question at the same time as we answer Ruth's question. And uh, I will give it a one. Yeah, I'm going to give it a one. Because uh, I can't even joke about this game. I don't want to. Yeah, um, so our new review, it's uh, five stars in, in Canada uh, from Bruins oh, God. PG. Says, love the interactions between the hosts. Always a good listen. I wonder if it's that, that dude that's got his dogs on uh, Facebook that liked us. Maybe it's that guy. Oh, maybe. Who knows? Is that... I don't know. I don't know if that person's uh-huh. from Canada or not. I used, Discord, to, I used to I raid. I used to raid with a guy that got so mad because I said Canada instead of Canada. Oh and, shit! And he's like, he's like, you do actually know it's not Canada, right? I'm like, I said, I said, well, why else would you be called a Canadian? And he just got so <laughs> mad. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. That's oh, great. That's pretty great. Oh man, I fucking did you keep Joel's ass? Uh, no, he he finally like I think Brittany told him is like man, he's just fucking with you. He likes when you get upset. Mm. Is uh, actually a super nice dude. He's the dude that sent us the um the 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 dish that everybody signed at me and Brittany's wedding. Like he actually oh, nice. made that and mailed that to us. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so nice dude. All right, what's the next yeah. question? Thanks for the review. Always love those five stars. Yeah, please. Awesome. More. If if you feel compelled to give us one stars, please help. Please. Yeah. But anyway, more questions. Uh, from Kujowski. How do uh, do you regret playing all of these games yet? We've only really played do so. Uh, I didn't have to play a lot of this one because I refused. Uh, so yeah. um, like I would have I would have just called it off, but I knew you were gonna play it anyway, so I figured we might as well get your your opinion out there. Oh, like, thanks. Because if this had been like another game where it's free content, free real estate. Well, no, like seriously though, if this is like another game where I thought you might be playing it simply because we said we were going to do it for the show, I would have been like, no, bro, don't play this. We're not playing it. <laughs> like we're yeah. going to play something else. But like since you're on this mission, I'm like, ah, next go play it anyway. So I can't call him off of it. Like so, we're just down gonna... dog, down. Not gonna work this time. So. uh <clears throat> I don't um, regret anything yet. Yeah, I don't regret it because it's another platinum. I am worried. A $50 gift card to PSN, so. I am worried about the, the Kingdom Hearts burnout we're going to be feeling by the time we finish or get to Kingdom Hearts 3. That is a concern. Well, it's about to happen. We're, not, we're probably really not like Kingdom Hearts 3 very much. We could be. I mean, it looks like it's got some pretty cool stuff going on. Who knows? Man, I don't know. I don't use summons in, in these games, but the whole being rollercoaster things. And... Well, it's not the only summon. Like I think, like there's other summons. I think Winnie the Pooh's actually got some combat shit in this one. If I watched it, I watched the video. Today. I don't want to go back to the fucking the hundred acre. Fuck right, off with that so shit. So hold the phone. How come the hundred acre wood in this and the remake for this has better mini games than the ones from Kingdom Hearts One? What the fuck is that about? Maybe they learned their lesson for the first one. Like maybe they had the, the two people playing it for ten minutes, be like, "This is some shitty mini games. We need a, we need a different one." So whatever. Um, yeah, I don't want to go back to hundred. All right, so I don't mind going back to Hundred Acre Woods if it's not just like sixteen mini games again. Like if we go and it's like actual shit to do, 
then again, like I have this whole list of fucking Disney worlds we could be going to instead of the same ones over and over and over again. It's like there's gonna be a lot of Pixar shit in this one, though, right? Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of Pixar shit, but there's also like again, like there are like Disney properties that would be way cool to like check out, but it is what it is. Um, it's like going to Tron and Kingdom Hearts too. Nobody wants that. That wasn't bad. Like that was fine. Tron was fine. I also like uh, Timeless River in in Kingdom Hearts too. I think it's fine. Um, I guess I, I liked I liked going there better than I did going back to Agrabah. Like, and Aladdin's one of my favorite Disney movies. I just don't think we have to revisit these places. Like, I think it's unnecessary. Yeah. Um. Next question. Uh, from that's me, aka Anderson, uh, our number one fan favorite archer. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you play the GBA version? Uh, trophies. Because, uh, Exactly. <laughs> Trophies. <laughs> That's exactly why. Um, that I don't want to have to dish, uh, dig out my copy and then have to fucking replay that shit. Yeah, I mean, with my old eyes, like playing stuff on the original GBA hardware is a no go. Like, I need to get one of those adapters for like the GameCube so I can play some original hardware GBA because I have a lot of GBA games. Like, I have a whole fucking like here, here it is. That's right here. This whole box. Oh, oh, I'm, this whole box has got GBA games in it. Loose loose carts. And it's like, I got plenty of them I could play. I just don't... Uh, I mean, I don't want to look on that shitty little GBA screen. Yeah. Uh, next question is from Kujo again. Who is your favorite Disney character and FF character in this game? And why? And who do you dislike? Which Zetan complained that I guess he asked uh, for Kingdom Hearts One, but honestly, I don't fucking remember. This game, I have no no opinion, but just in general, like uh, favorite Disney character. Hmm. I don't have one, and I would probably say. I don't know, Sephiroth is my favorite Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy character in these games, and that's only because he's... They, they don't have Vincent in these games. Otherwise, I'd pick him. I guess Orin's kind of cool, but we haven't gotten there yet. Hmm. I can't, so I can't say Pete, because I actually like Pete. But, but we're not there yet. Not there yet. So, like, based on one and this one... Like, I'll say Phil from uh, Hercules. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't really. I don't know. Final Fantasy. It's whatever. Like, I think. I think Leon's characterization of this game is bullshit because that is not Leon. Like, that is not. No. Uh, it's not any Final Fantasy character in this game. They could be. They could be. They could be any random NPC. And they would fulfill the same function in these well, games. Well, at least, I don't know, like, I feel like at least Cloud's characterization is close. And, like, Sephiroth's characterization is on point. But, like, uh, Squall, a.k.a. Leon, is terrible. Like, that's, what is what is this? What are we doing? Um, I guess he's not supposed to be Squall. He's supposed to be Leon, a dude that looks like Squall. No, he's, he's Squall. He gave 
he, he gave up his name when he failed to defend his home or some bullshit yeah, he says uh, yeah, yeah. the fuck ever man oh man and then the in Kingdom Hearts 2 like why did you give Yuna and Riku and what's her face why did you turn them into little harpy creatures like what the fuck is that like I don't even want to talk about that. that's okay all right. Well, we'll talk about it in two weeks, man. Yeah. Uh, why from Ctan? Uh, always uh, with the positivity. Why did the RPG show turn to shit and start playing Kingdom Hearts games? Because Kingdom Hearts three is probably the biggest. Like uh, we're selling out and we're trying to get all the fucking hits. In Look, man, I like Kingdom Hearts one and two, and I was fine with playing Kingdom Hearts one and two. I wanted to play Kingdom Hearts one specifically, and then Nick took this train and and rode with it. Because we just want to get it done, and then we're gonna be done with three, and I don't know. Like I don't, I don't think it's a bad plan. Like I think, I think the only problem with us doing all these Kingdom Hearts back to back to back is like I don't think anybody in our community fucking likes Kingdom Hearts games. Like any of them. Like they're just the saltiest group of motherfuckers right now. Like holy shit. But hey, it is what it is. Like we're not we're not it's not like we're we're shoving rainbows up their ass either. I think we're giving honest reviews of Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah. At least we did for the first one. Like we didn't shoot fucking butterflies and rainbows at it. Like we defended some shit, we brought some shit down. Like what are you gonna do? Like We definitely didn't uh shoot rainbows this one's ass. Oh no, this is a piece of shit, don't play it. Um, we got we got some ball sacks in its anus though. Yep. Uh that's me. What's your favorite world? We already kinda talked about that. And oh, Castle Oblivion because it's the only new one. Yeah, uh, Skith, uh, masturbate question. So we already answered that. Um, and then you have some other musical selections here. What, what do you want to recommend? Uh, if you, uh, I guess YouTube the soundtrack, and you want some other songs to listen to because you really like uh, Yoko's work, I recommend Monstrous Monstro, mm-hmm. Night of Fate, Revenge of Chaos, and The Thirteenth Struggle, in addition to the songs that we picked. Because uh, I was going to actually pick the one that you did the scythe one mm-hmm. uh, but you had already picked it so we found something else yeah it's like that violin in that scythe one's pretty rad so yeah um now i will ask you this just throw this out there since you have have you all right so how many rpgs have you played with card mechanics uh there's button kaitos and the prequel to that um I might have played more, but I'm struggling to think of them. Okay. So I know that there's probably uh it's actually like a card based board game thing. Cold Sept or something that I played, and then there's also Generations of Chaos. They had a card game. That okay. was a turn based strategy. Not not turn based strategy. The yeah, only reason uh, I asked yeah, like FFT kind of thing. Is because I, I want to say like I was just wondering if we could have like maybe in some of these reviews with recommendations like if 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 you like the way this game played or you didn't like here's a game that does it better or you might also like okay thing. um uh well i can say that if you enjoyed this game at all then there's something wrong with your brain because you will enjoy uh taking a shit on the floor and rolling it around ball and then polishing it probably then you will enjoy playing this game but if for some reason you actually like Chain of Memories, and you want to play something else that has card-based mechanics in it, and you haven't played Button Kaitos yet, then uh, that game is, is essentially to this game, the sun 
whereas this game is an ant on the in, in an ant hill. All right. Well, uh, that's. I'm glad. I'm glad that's. Um, we got that out of the way. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. So our next episode in game. So what do you think? Do you think you, you want to do Kingdom Hearts two in two weeks, or do you need a month for it? Because I would also like to well, do an episode. You're, you're, you're pretty much done with it, right? I am pretty much done with it. I want to do some of the extra stuff before we do the review, though. Um, um, well, I think I'm most of the way done with it, and I can fit. If I don't, I, you're I'll... less than halfway. Well, that's because I've been playing fucking this phone game. If I stop playing this phone game, I'll go back to playing that for eight hours of the fucking day. True. Um, but I would also like to get in an episode on the 365... Oh, I didn't have the PS3 turned on. Uh, huh. ...plot recap. Son of a bitch. Why does that matter? <laughs> Sorry, my mic died. I can't hear anything. Oh, I see. So I was just uh let me I guess let me know when you hear me again because this is great radio. Oh boy, power in his headset from the PS3. Look at him, like a real winner, doing great things. Are you talking yet? I can't hear. <laughs> yeah, still talking. I'm still okay. talking. Can you hear me though? Yeah, we're good now. Okay. All right. So I still want to do um, an episode recapping. It could be like a mini sode. I don't really know. Um, but I did want to give a recap on the story from 365 over 2 at some point. Um, unless you want to cover it as like like a quick recap. We could recap. do it like 10 minutes before Kingdom Hearts 2. Okay. That's fine. If that's what you want to do. Then we record Kingdom Hearts 2 in two weeks. Works for me. Unless you go to another party and fuck up a recording schedule again. I don't think that'll happen. Ooh, savage. Um, let's see. It'll have to be, I'll just tell him if he wants to play board games, it'll have to be David don't record. Whatever. Well, I think he's aiming for a Sunday. It'll have that to be works. a day I don't work, but we'll have to figure that out. Um, so. I guess that's it, man. Let's go ahead and wrap this puppy up. Uh, let's uh, you can visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com. And for now, that's where you got to get the old uh, episodes. So anything you know that's not showing up on the feed, go over there and listen to that. Um, let's see. You can email us, podcast@therpgshow.com. You can go over to iTunes, leave us a rating or review. Each one counts. We love yeah. you for it. Five stars are really great. That's really it's like one of our biggest avenues of new eyes and ears on the show um, right now so be sure to check that out if you're not in the discord check out the discord I hope you come back uh, you're in moron uh, you're in you and moron uh, because uh, it actually is it, it dies down when we record because like we're recording so like we don't do like we're not there answering stuff and like, I don't know, it just seems like there's not a lot of activity typically when we're recording. So, whatever. Um, come back around for that. Now, it is that time of year, so you're going to be buying your your Christmas gifts, your Festivus tree, and your, uh, your, jingle, and your jingle carrots, whatever you do, whatever your thing is. Um, but if you're shopping on Amazon, because we know you're shopping on Amazon, you're buying a little bit, some of it, 
all, maybe all of it. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you do. But make sure you go over to the website and click on our Amazon affiliate link. Everything you buy after clicking on that link, um, we get a such a minuscule percentage of it. Um, but hey, it doesn't cost you any extra. It's taking it right out of the pocket of Jeff 